Sled Talk listeners, welcome back to the next episode of Sled Talk. Um, yeah, this is a, another unique setup. This is the third podcast in a row tonight here in Sandpoint, <laughs> Idaho with all the boys. Um, and we got a stacked lineup here. Heavy stack with all Polaris boys, too. This is what oh, I like. Damn right. 100%. Best. Awesome. So let's jump right into this. Let's do an introduction to each of you. So let's start off with, with you, Jacob. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I am Jacob Levine. I am from Minnesota. I'm 20 years old, and I am a content creator. So I love doing. Hell yeah. You're going to school for that right now? Yep. Where at? I go to uh, Colorado Mountain College in Glenwood Springs for photography, professional photography. Heck yeah. So awesome. It's pretty sweet. Heck yeah. Cool. Austin? Uh, I'm Austin Reitzma. Um, Players Ambassador, Players Adventures Ambassador um, out of Laramie, Wyoming. And uh, I've been guiding uh, for the Albany Lodge for the past seven years. Um, and it's been a wild ride. So, Yeah. Uh, my name is Avery White. I'm 17 years old. I'm a snowmobiler by winter, all winter long, and I installed dog vents in the summer. That's uh, just what I do. <laughs> <laughs> sounds yeah. real, sounds real nice. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, on the personal side, any boys got girlfriends or kids or <laughs> any of that uh, good stuff? Yeah. I huh? got a girlfriend. Is that a good thing or? Yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> she loves snowmobiling, so that's good. Hey, that's a huge bonus. It is oh. a bonus. She doesn't mind when I come on trips. That's expensive. Go. I know. I know it is. <laughs> now you got to buy a sled for yourself uh, and for her. Yeah, don't. We're not going down that road right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, do you yeah. have a girl? Yeah, and she likes snowmobiling. Um, <laughs> so, oh. Valentine's Day was a little expensive. I got her carbon fiber helmet and boots, and it was just like, Avery showed me up. He spent more money, but <laughs> I got the better not, gift. I got, not on snowmobiling apparel, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, she got a carbon fiber climb helmet with Fidlock. That's like top-notch. That's like that's a go. good Valentine's that's, Day. Birthday. That's love in a present, right there. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Exactly. Better than roses. Facts and chocolate and chocolate for sure. Because I hate chocolate. But <laughs> anyways, Avery, you yep. got yourself a girl. I do. Oh boy, I do. We've had a fun weekend of getting shit from Austin, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. Took her on. Got to take her out to the mountains earlier this year, and. Beat the shit out of the top of her head with my uh, helmet going down the whoops at oh, 60 yeah. mile an hour. Oh, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's it's been pretty entertaining so far. She's Heck been pretty yeah. supportive uh, of being gone. Um, obviously, it's been tough. I got to come back, but it's a long long time gone from home. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So I've kind of asked this to the previous guests. Um, have any of you boys ever been to riding up here in Sandpoint before? Is this the first time? Nope. This is the furthest west I've been. Really? Yeah. I was a little concerned because I don't have a passport, and we're coming in pretty late. (laughs) I wasn't sure if Avery was going to take a wrong turn, just take me up to Canada and drop me (laughs) off. Uh, That's funny. Wyoming boys don't usually leave the country very often. (laughs) I haven't needed a passport. Yeah. Sure. It's just not something we do. So, uh, what was your guys' first reaction to, I mean, we'll get into like where all you guys have ridden and stuff, but what was your first like gut reaction of the terrain and the area that we went into today? A lot lower than I thought. I thought it would be a lot higher elevation. 
caught me off guard. That's yeah. for sure. Avalanche train everywhere. Yeah. Like on the trail exposed to avalanche train. Um, that was interesting. It's big. A lot of, a lot of long climbs. Um, really cool terrain. It's just you should be up on your game, on your avalanche game. Yeah, for get, sure. Get that training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, and then I'll let you answer, Avery. Speaking of that, I just want to highlight the fact that I think it was really dope that you initiated a beacon check this morning, first thing. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's, it's yeah. awesome. More, I mean, more people need to take that seriously, right? But if you don't have the knowledge or the awareness around it, obviously. But that's the whole point of spreading the awareness and getting more people involved with that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to highlight that point. I think it's super sick that you initiated that this morning. Yeah, no, it's, and it's something you got to practice. Like, you can't just buy the gear put it on and be like, I'm safe. Like yeah. I got everything I need. Yeah. Um, and so like what I've started incorporating into my guides, when people get gassed and they're just really tired, we start messing around with AVI skills and just practicing, mm-hmm. like just bury a beacon and just like, I'll have somebody turn around so they don't see where I bury sure. like a pack with a beacon. Yeah. And um, they get something out of that. They love that. Like, sure. I'll dig a pit real quick and just kind of, like, point out the different snow layers. Like, even if we're doing an informal pit and we're not actually isolating columns and doing tests, yeah. just showing them the layers kind of sparks that interest. And then all of a sudden, there's that push to get training yeah. within the whole group. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, no, that's a big deal. Like, yeah. maybe we should look into, like, a level one yeah. rescue, a level two yeah. um, it's become more popular, um, and some. It just seems like more people have at least like an AVI awareness course um, with some of the instructors visiting dealerships for free. But uh, you got to go past that. Like yeah. a level one is really handy. Need some hands-on stuff. Yeah, and then like rescue builds on that information that you learned in AVI one, um, and you get to use your tools that you have paid for. Um, a lot so, of money for. Yeah, a lot of. Money. <laughs> Um, a lot of money to be able to practice and be able to organize a group to where you'll have an AVI lead in scenarios, um, typically like your your highest level of education. So like if I'm AVI level two and you're level one, before we even leave the parking lot, we're going to establish that like I'm going to be AVI lead. Um, and then maybe you're, you're level one. So you're going to be number two. Yeah. So what if something happens to me? Sure. You take over. And 100%. then you kind of go down that line of like, so you got your AVI lead, like a med lead, um, what people have for med packs, med kits, um, typically. Um, and then I'll run through, like, in the professional setting, um, I'll have a spot, I'll have a handheld GPS. Like, I've got all this stuff on me, and that way, if something happens to me, they know here's a, his spots in this pocket in his vest. Sure. And so, like... We might not have cell phone service, but I can grab that spot and hit the um, emergency button, and we can get help. Yeah, I mean, you just you just highlighted a, a key point that I want to touch on is it's important for you to know where your gear is and how to use it, but it's also really important for the riders in the group to know where your gear is, right? Super important. You mentioned that. I just wanted to touch on that. So yeah, we can get into some more Abby stuff. Um, so Avery, over to you. The question that I had just asked, you know, what was your overall reaction into ter- today's terrain? Yeah. So from the parking lot, uh, 
wasn't very impressed. I was like, <laughs> we yeah, drove rough. like 15 and a half hours straight through, and I was like, oh, boy, we might be riding like May snow. And we gained elevation, and probably the first thing I noticed, like Austin said, just like you're just surrounded by avalanche terrain. Just yeah, it's, a lot. it's huge, like mm-hmm. the terrain out here. Um, and like for most of the spots we ride and, and where most people ride throughout the U.S., you don't see terrain that big. Um, it's very like reminiscent of stuff you like pictures you see from Canada. Sure. We're 50 miles away or something like that. Yeah, we're close. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just big. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Lots of open climbs and it's hard. A lot of places we ride to get those like long GoPro clips and that's all of today. Yeah, There's for sure. Lots of long pulls. 100%. Um, so let's kick it over to, back to you, Jacob. What was the first sled that you ever, ever rode on? Oh, the first sled I rode on or the first one I remember? Either or. Uh, first well, one you remember. First one I remember was a 2007 Polaris 340 Classic. I think it was red. We still have it. Oh, boy. That thing was sick. Yeah, yeah. It'd do 67 miles an hour. I only know that because <laughs> I was fighting for my life trying to follow my dad. International Falls in a snowstorm. Couldn't see anything. Had that thing just tapped for his Felt like an hour. It was a long time. Sixty-seven Yikes. is all it would do. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. And so, what are you? What are you? Uh, what are you rocking right now? I have a 2018 Pro RMK. Um, it's time for an upgrade. Anybody watching? You want to buy a sled? Hit me up. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Right. It's gotta go. I need a new one. Hell yeah. Time to upgrade. What are you gonna get? Do you know yet? Uh, I won't know. Whoever said do, no. Not a dude. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, no. None of that. No. Something on the Matrix platform. I just, I love what they've done. Sure. And it's, to me, it's game changing. So. It's like a switchback or. Yeah. <laughs> indie. Yeah. Yep. 650 Indie 121. It'll do, do real good out here. With the two up anyway. seat for the girlfriend. Yep. Handlebars. Jesus. Gauntlets. The whole shebang. Tall windshield. There you mm. go. The grandpa edition. You're going to have a spot for your map around the handlebars too? Yeah, something like that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Austin, over to you. What was, uh, what was your first sled that you ever, ever rode on? Uh, back in the 90s. Um, so I was born in 91. My first ride was in 96. Um, and it was actually at the lodge I guide at now, oh, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. That's um, cool. But it was a skidoo, and I don't remember which model it was. We sure. got a picture of me, you know, label on the back 96 and so um now i ride for polaris um i've got a boost and i don't know if we can we get the time to list all the the names that go along with the boost but matrix slash boost (laughs) um two hours later yeah no we're there um and it's a rowdy sled it's a lot of fun i'm just comparing it uh, the 155 to like 165 or 163. It's if you like having fun on a sled, doing you know the reentries and the bow ties and all those maneuvers, it's it's the sled for you. Like it is a blast. But I am constantly finding myself climbing steep terrain and kind of like sure. letting out of it a bit, right? And then getting back in to keep that front end down, or like moving up on the board quite a bit to keep that front end down, sure. which is fine. Like I love the sled. Yeah, it's. It's kind of like a purpose-built machine. Totally. Like, and it's, I love it, but uh, it's probably not the sled for everybody. 
Sure. But maybe just hop into the longer track like version or maybe adjust your shocks. Yeah. A little bit different than what I have my adjust shock <laughs> my shocks adjusted for. <laughs> oh boy. First of all, you're old. Well, why do you think I didn't add that to the personal section? I was was going to call you out for that, but I just had to add the comment. So we have a 17-year-old talking, talking smack. Uh Uh-huh. A 30-year-old. So, Avery, yeah, same same question over to you. What was the first sled that you ever rode on? And then we'll get into what you're on right now. Yeah, so my dad actually bought my first sled for me before I was conceived. Oh, geez. So I I had a 2000... Three or four, uh, Polaris one twenty. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, and I think I started riding. Like he took me around the yard when I was like six months old, and I started riding. When I was like two or three. So oh, yeah. What year a- was that again? Before. <laughs> <you were born>? <laughs> <laughs> I expect the same stuff to come You're back like at me. Out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> so after nine eleven, um, sometime in the two thousand. <laughs> That's gonna have to cut out. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it was a ripper. Like my dad always kind of, and he's, he's always been a motorhead himself. So we sure. modded that thing out. Um, bunch of gearing changes. The clutches were all messed with. I think, I think it topped out at like 25 or something. It was so oh, yeah. stupid for, <laughs> go. for what that was. And I rode sure. that for a long time until I cracked the oil pan. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you were breaking stuff back then too. Huh? Dude, I built a jump in my yard and I swear to God, I probably launched it a hundred times in one day. And then, there was just a brown puddle in the yard, and I waited for my dad to get home, and <laughs> it was about the end of that thing. I think we sold it for, like, way too much at Heydays. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great introduction to snowmobiling. Like, yeah. First snowmobile, and then ending up in the swap meet at Heydays. <laughs> well, and to, to go from that to the sled you're on right now? Let's yeah, talk about that. It's uh, it's quite the difference, I would say. Mm. I don't think I'd go back to 120. At this point. <laughs> um, it's a 2022 Polaris Pro MK Matrix Boost uh, slash 163. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> uh, 850. Yeah. Um, and it's just been a time-consuming project to make it a beast. Um, bunch of lightweight parts, Nextech carbon skid, alternative impact titanium bolts, and every bolt hole on the sled yep. um bunch of random tie hardware some carbon fiber throttle flipper that we've been messing around with all day all day long um just so many cool trick parts um patrick's custom carbon um been working with him for a couple of years and his lightweight clutches are a big part of the builds sure um zrp does lightweight rotating stuff brake discs flywheel everything like that um and it all just comes together to become one just at the end of the day good running machine um, heck yeah yeah and it's and it's wrapped by who deviant inc there you the, go the top top yeah. of the top <laughs> you caught me um, but That's uh no they're uh, they're the top in my book um just because the way they've supported me over the last couple of years sure. um i've ran a lot of raps but i just had the relationship with them and that's that's who i'm with and they've they've done so much to keep my season going this year um they supported me with the sled uh and we're giving it away that's that's yep. kind of I was, the just, big part. I was just about to ask to talk about that for a little bit yeah so couple props to trevor owner of deviant inc um he's put up with a lot of my crazy ideas but i don't know why he went through with this one 
called him, talked about a giveaway. A couple weeks later, we had a 2022 boost ordered um, and just kind of went from there. A lot of companies supported it, and we just went down the rabbit hole of that, and it's turned out to be pretty rewarding so far. Thank you. Um, um, type on the uh, Tap on the giveaway link and just type in your email. It's free to enter. Uh, if you buy a wrap, it gives you some extra entries. Every $300 spent is five entries, but it's free to enter, so... Can't sure. really go wrong with that. No, absolutely not. When are they picking the winner? We'll be picking winners mid mid March. Um, okay, giving it away before April. Um, so probably right at the end of March. Sure. Yep. Still got a little time left. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, works well with my schedule for for work in the summer. So um, April to November, and then ride December to March. There you go. So, cool. Everybody listening, there's no golden ticket. I offered him ten grand. To make sure I got that sled, and he said no. So <laughs> you got to go on the website. It's free to know. enter, but I will not take your cash. <laughs> Luck of the draw. Yep, it's ten grand, man. I mean, I'm gonna have to change the wrap, but other than that, I mean, that'll, you don't, you that'll don't buy the pink you a couple you? parts. Oh no, I just my book's a little bit older and longer, so I'm, I'm with a different company. So uh-huh. I'm with Arctic FX. So yeah. we just got to talk crap a little bit. Gotcha. <laughs> totally. It's, it's friendly banter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's good. That's, that's at the, at the yeah. end of the day. 100%. Everybody's good. Um, it's just the relationship that I have with them and yeah. the relationship he has with them. And it, it always, it, it works. It's the same, same totally. thing. 100%. It's all like, there's a lot of drama in certain circles as far as like companies and who you're running. It's like, and the, at the end of the day, we're all like this giant snowmobile family. We saw that a bunch at like heydays this year, like going to the after parties and hanging out with everybody. <laughs> and everybody's running different sponsors, different sure. products. Um, but we're all snowmobilers. And so yeah. we're all just hanging out, having a good time. And, you know, long days at snowshows, it's, it's fun to kind of let loose and see everybody when they're out of that professional setting. Sure. For sure. Totally. 100%. Kind of like we are here a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kick back for sure. So uh, let's kind of get into some riding areas. So, Jacob, where all where all have you been on a sled? Oh, I think <laughs> I've been on a sled at least once in all of the mountain states other than, like, Utah, California, Washington. Like, all your, your popular ones. So Wyoming, Colorado, Montana, and now here. Here's a first for me. Sure. But, I don't know, they're all really fun. I don't have the seat time that these guys do, so it's, it's hit or miss on the good snow. But I think some of my favorite riding areas would have to be uh, north of Steamboat. I had a really, really good experience with my family in Clark, like in 2019. And it was it's one of those trips where it's like, all right, I'm, I'm in this. This is sure. fun. Yeah. So. In that moment, you yeah. know. Yeah. Hell yeah. One of we those all things. have that. One of those things. It's yep. just like, I'm, I'm stuck in this forever now. Yeah, for sure. Yep. We'll, probably, awesome. we'll have to talk about that. Like, what got you into snowmobiling? We can talk about it right now. Oh, what got me into snowmobiling was my grandfather. And it was before. I've been doing it for longer than I can remember. But I've been snowmobiling like Avery since I was probably two years old. And... I don't, there's just something about it. It's just one of those things. Like I, I cannot describe it in words, but if you're listening and you've never snowmobiled, do it. It'll change your life. Yeah. That's just, that's the easiest way to put it. It's addicting. Yeah. It's super addicting. It's, I mean, there's, 
you know, I've been blessed to do a handful of different things throughout my life, and there is nothing that remotely comes close to that moment of snowmobiling. It's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, obsession doesn't even quite, yeah, cover it, mm-hmm. right? And so if I grew up in Minnesota, so the flatlands, trail riding, and I came out west for the first time when I was. 15 years old and that was like the true so like i said clark was like eye-opening i knew i was hooked but when i came out here for the first time it was like holy shit yeah it was a whole nother world i totally i don't know how to describe it it was insane and i've been very um obsessed over it since i mean with your words you don't even need to describe it because you describe it with your content absolutely huh? content baby. there you go Awesome. Austin, over to you. Where's all the places that you've you've uh, thrown your legs over a sled, and, and where's your favorite? There's no place like home, honestly. Um, being half an hour away from the Snowy Range out of uh, southeast Wyoming, I, I'm pretty lucky. And I've nice. realized that when I drive with Avery and these guys, <laughs> like, 16 hours up here. Yeah. And we just got hit with, like, 12 inches. 14 yeah. inches of fresh powder yeah. over the bumper. And it's like, it's kind of hard to leave that. Oh, yeah. Not knowing what the snow's like sure. or where to ride or, you know, that that really creates a, a good point, too, is as far as, like, getting a guide. But, like, um, Wyoming, Colorado. Um, so, like, Rabbit Ears, Buff Pass, the Snowy Range. Um, I just did a photo shoot with Players Adventures down in Cimarron, Colorado, at Arrowhead Lodge, which was really cool. Um I up in Idaho before, um, like Sawtell area, um, Alpine, Togety, um, really just like it's we've got so much good riding area really close, like sure. within five hours, yeah. And we don't have to go super far to hit good snow, yeah. Um, as far as like what got me into snowmobiling is a hilarious story. <laughs> we were renting sleds in Jackson Hole back in the day, like dragon era like oh nine ish and um we took them down to alpine started riding up through the hills we had no idea what we were doing with snowmobiles back then but we loved snowmobiling um and it was kind of a family vacation and my parents allowed my sister and myself to take one friend so i took my best friend brandon and uh brandon raced motocross for a long time so he thought he could do anything and everything oh yeah so he dropped a drainage (laughs) hopped a creek pointed it back uphill and stuck it and then like probably 45 minutes later he walked to the top i was just like i'm gonna need some help man like (laughs) i can't get out i don't know what what to do and so we went and got my parents and uh my dad tried riding down and again didn't know what he was doing tipped over didn't know how to handle the situation got stuck um, wish we had like a mentor or somebody who knew what they were doing with us that day. But, uh, sure. being so close to the warming hut, like these two guys saw us and they came down and God bless them, but they were big boys. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they're big men, not just like they were tall and they were one guy had a turbo and one guy had NOS on his sled. Oh geez. And so like, that was my introduction was like performance on sleds and we watched them ride down and they just like carved down through the snow, hopped the creek through the trees, came back up, you know, just like wheeling. And it's like, holy cow, that is so cool. Mm. That is badass. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, that's no big deal. Uh, came back up, grabbed us, took us down, got the sled out, 
And one of them was like, yeah, just hop on the back. I'll give you a ride out. And I couldn't wrap my arms around him. Okay. <laughs> but I could grab onto the sides of his coat. Yeah. And he came wheeling out. The skis never touched the ground. And I was barely hanging on by the sides of his coat. And from then on, I was like, I'm hooked. Not just the snowmobiling, but like performance. Sure. It's like, it was just the coolest experience of like just skis in the air, flying up this hillside. Like, that's what I want to do. 100%. Snowmobiling. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because I've, I've been in a lot of riding areas um, over my career. But like 99% of it has happened this year. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And this year has been all about travel, meeting new people, um, met a lot of new people so far and we're day one, yeah. but, um, it's kind of been the goal, just like networking. Yep. Um, and as far as riding areas go home, sweet home, Centennial, Wyoming, snowy range have put a lot of days in there, but, um, this year been to Alpine, Afton, Island park area, McCall, now Coeur d'Alene, uh, down in that um, Ogden, Utah area, Park City, Camas, um, Steamboat, uh, down in Central, and then South Fork, Wolf Creek, Colorado. Um, and then what's coming up this year, hopefully, praying to God, yep. um, Revelstoke. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a first, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Heck, yeah. So That'll be sick. Did you get an invite? I didn't get an invite. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? We've already done the buddy hours in the truck, so if you want to hop in, we can do it. We could just swing up on, like, kind of make it a round trip. I'll call, I'll call Albany. Yeah. Just and skip we'll, half of this trip. We'll get you out of it. You know how right hard now. it is to take off, like, a whole week in the middle of guide season or towards the end of guide season? Well, you just did it. Dang near impossible. I don't get to go on snowmobiling trips. Like, this is really cool to me. Uh, you do it for a living, it's, though. It's been fun. In the winter. But uh, as far as, like, what got me into snowmobiling, it's my dad. Sure. I couldn't thank him enough for, like, setting me up for this. Like, I can't ever discount the fact because I was on a snowmobile from the time I could walk, and um, I was riding pretty new equipment for a long time. Sure. Um, and the big, the big factor was 16 Axis came out. And in 2017, he bought two Axis 800, 155s. And wrapped one, called it mine, and that sled took me from terrible to where I am now. Like that, that new chassis gave me the ability to really push it, and it made riding easier, especially being probably a buck 10 or yeah. 100, 100 pounds. I don't remember what I was back then. Is that the the it's like a skittle color almost that was the name of the sled skittles yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. seen pictures yeah. of it oh yeah it was it was not the prettiest looking wrap ever but it was like the creme de la creme to me hey. back then like i, I designed Absolutely. it proud of it um and that stayed on there for a long time yeah, yeah. that was that was that was the wrap yeah. oh, that's yeah. fun cool so it's kind of been mentioned off and on here a little bit, but let's go down the line and let's talk about some sponsors. You know, what's your guys' roster as far as like who you've got on so, the list this season? For me, I have Sled USA, Climb, yeah. and Arctic FX. And Sled USA is the first. And I'll never forget the story of how, I guess, it initiated. Yeah. And so I was 15 years old. I live 
uh, 20 minutes from where Hades is, if you guys know where Hades is. Jeez, and, uh, close. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. And I remember I had a 2015 Switchback Assault that I had with an Arctic FX wrap, and for the longest time I wanted to have my sled at a booth, right? And so I remember I pulled into the parking lot. I was the first person there. I was the first, like, I'd get up at 3.30 and drive there just to be in the parking lot by 5, you know? Like, and I had my sled in the back of my truck. And I remember I was like, oh, you know, people walk back and forth with their cars. You know, they'll see it, whatever. And I was walking around. I was networking with people. And I walked up to Justin. And I don't know, was that your first year? Yeah. No? You, you had a couple years. Yeah, that was probably like third, third year, maybe. Okay. So either way, Sled USA is pretty new. And Justin's, like, just starting to build his name pretty good. And I remember I walked up to him, I shook his hand, and I introduced myself. And we had a good conversation. And after that, he said, well, if you want to put your sled at the booth, you can. And that's just how the Sled USA kick started. And then from there, I, I reached out to, or I guess Arctic FX, we kind of had a mutual thing. And then it, it worked out. And then Climb, I reached out to them, and I got accepted into their ambassadorship program. So Heck yeah. Super, super stoked on all of those, and I'm very, very thankful. Absolutely. Do you have your, your eyes set on, I'm sure several, but is there one, one company in particular that you got your eyes set on that you'd like to Blairs. team up with? Players, Big time. Heck yeah. That's awesome. the goal. There you go. Austin? Uh, the list is long. Um, <laughs> That's good. There have been a, a like a core group for the longest time, uh, like RSI. RSI seems to sponsor a lot of young up and comers, um, and even if it's not a bunch, like they they help people out, like getting started, which is really cool. Um, so I've stuck with RSI for a very long time, almost my entire time guiding. Um, Zollinger's, um, a lot of titanium. You know, clutch covers, billet parts, um, machining on brake rotors, flywheels. Um, Arctic FX uh, picked those guys up this year, or they picked me up, depending on how you want to look at it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I like sleds that look cool, and everybody gets a sled, and it looks stock, and if you want to differentiate yourself from the crowd, stand out a little bit a wrap definitely helps with that and then it helps promote all these other companies so like it works for me um and then we have mountain armor who's been doing bumpers for a long yep. long time um logan is living in laramie so like it's pretty easy to just swing by and pick up a bumper if i need a new one sure um <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen too often though it's been known to happen <laughs> um jacob might need a new one of those uh <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that later yeah yeah so um from the start stud boy actually which is kind of weird it like as a mountain rider people don't think about wear bars but uh, or skags but uh stud boy hooked me up back in the day and so like every single post i tag stud boy um just super grateful for that opportunity back in the day even though i didn't know what it meant to be like an ambassador sure sure yeah. um then going down the list, uh, God, where Polaris, Polaris Snow. This is my first year with Polaris Snow, um, which has been an interesting journey. I just as far as like dealing with that corporate mindset, like yeah. most of these companies are smaller, and you're like, if you call a company, you're probably talking to the owner. 
Sure. Which is really cool, but a little bit different when you're talking about a corporation like Polaris. Um, And not to discredit the people who work at Polaris, like they're all awesome people. Mm -hmm. You're just not talking with like the owner of the company. Right, right. Um, And then this is year number two with Polaris Adventures. Um, Polaris Adventures is just like this amazing network of outfitters where you can go and explore on side-by-side slingshots, uh, Indian motorcycles, and snowmobiles, which is really cool. Um, It's led to a lot of adventures in my life, just traveling around and doing photo shoots with them. Um, And Climb is somebody I'm hoping to pick up um, as like an official um, sponsorship. But uh, yeah, man, it's just Raptor Shocks. Raptor Shocks has changed a lot. I mean, we ride in and out of the lodge and there's just a bunch of bumpy trails sometimes uh, over the course of a weekend. So like, it just makes riding so much easier to have a good set of shocks. And there's a lot of options out there. I just kind of fit into that Raptor group of people. And I aspire to be like a lot of their ambassadors on the higher, higher end level. But, yep. uh, you know, like Matt Ince, um, one of those guys that you, a lot of people look up to. And uh, Keith Curtis um, ran Raptor there. So kind of fell into that. Um, man, it just keeps going. It's always hard. It's like Instagram. Like you're going down. You tag them every yeah. time we're just talking about this. And you're just like, okay, who am I forgetting? I hope yeah. I'm not forgetting anybody. But like, <laughs> yeah, like those have been like the main people. BCA. Um, BCA is super cool because if you're a professional in the, in the, in, in the industry, um, they really help professionals in the industry out. Um, they want to make sure that you guys have the right equipment. And so dealing with them has been awesome um they've been super helpful with everything avalanche um yeah that's that's pretty much it heck yeah that's cool it's a long list yep it's a good list it's absolutely there's a lot of good companies in there and again we have some different sponsors between myself and avery but we also have some of the same sure for a good reason yeah facts yeah um my list of sponsors, so at the top, Deviant Inc., uh, they've helped me out this year, do great custom wraps. They have a great database of wrap designs. Um, that's, that's number one for me. Uh, Climb's another great sponsor. Got to stay dry, and I love the colors. Oh, yeah. warm. I love the colors. Yep. Pink and blue, baby. Pink and blue. Um, but I've also picked up a lot of great sponsors this year, um, especially with the giveaway sled, and this is kind of my first year breaking out as a professional in the industry, I guess. Sure. Um, but I guess we'll start on the list. Um, next tech, carbon fiber, carbon fiber skids. Uh, it's biggest part of the lightweight game. It's probably the most expensive part you can do in a lightweight build, but yeah. they are cool. They <laughs> yes, are they cool. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, alternative impact. Uh, most people know him for A-arms and stuff like that, but he can make a titanium bolt. Um, and he did all the bolts in my motor and um, my chassis and steering and just they're they're everywhere. <laughs> it's, it was a mess. Yeah. It was a long time. Um, Mad Ramps is actually one of my new sponsors this year, and I was going to touch on that because God we both damn. share that same sponsor. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, they do a cool ramp system that uh, hooks hooks into the truck 
hitch receiver. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, basically turns it on your stories. It turns your truck bed into a sled deck for one sled. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool for the running gun stuff that I do this year. Just so much traveling, just super totally. quick. Yeah. It's a. They've been really great. Um, RSI, another sponsor that we share. Uh, I'm new to them this year, but I've actually ran RSI on my sled since the beginning. I, I needed low bars, and I bought some RSI five inch bars at Heydays, which I don't even think they were way too wide, but they were five inch bars. I had low bars in my sled, um, but they've been really, really helpful this year. And again, they have amazing colors and. I love colors. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know we're different, I get it. <laughs> but I love me some colors. Yeah. Um, let's see here. 3D Logic. They're a new company this year. Um, they do really cool stuff. And the product they broke out in the market with this year is their adjustable brake lever. It's a billet CNC or a CNC billet body, but there's a breakaway style plastic lever on it. Yeah. Um, and it has adjustable throw, but that's really cool for like the tight tree riding that I love to do end of the day you're gonna break off brake levers yeah um and it's nice to just pull one out of your backpack and just screw it on sure um so that's been really cool this year zebros is another sponsor i picked up this year and i've been talking with them for a long time my dad's had them on their sleds i've had arms on my sleds for a long time but uh did a lot of stuff with them did their traverse billet spindles um doing some front end stuff that we're working through um making those making those better. <clears throat> I've been running full shocks through the skid um, skis and it's just, it's just really good. They're built tough. Um, I know it's a lightweight build and I've, I've been getting this a lot. They're not light, um, but there's some things I don't take sacrifices on. And one thing is shocks. Yeah. Um, I want a shock that holds up to abuse and they're sturdy. Um, and there's, there's, there's so many. I'm going to forget some. You're good. Um, yeah. Archon Wheels is a new sponsor this year. Um, my truck has been kind of a centerpiece at early season because I didn't have a sled yet. So we did a um, full set of wheels on that thing, lifted it a little bit. Uh, and then actually one of my <clears throat> smaller sponsors was a graphics company out of Omaha, Nebraska. That's where I live in the summer. Um, Omaha Auto Wraps. And they did a custom truck wrap for me, kind of half, half truck wrap, mountain style, um, showcases all my, all my sponsors. Um, and now that I think about my truck, Patrick's Custom Carbon. Um, Patrick, TJ Patrick, is, he is a dude. I love him. He's yeah. so nice. Uh, like everything he does, it's just like so quick about overnighting stuff. He's just, he's just an awesome person. Um, and his stuff just flat out works. Uh, ZRP all the lightweight rotating stuff like Austin we share a lot of the same sponsors. Oh boy. Long it's hard. list. Uh, Good Lord. To, God, <laughs> this is half the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, those are the core sponsors. There's sure. a, there's a couple more on the list that I would love to talk about. I just literally cannot remember right yeah. now, but no, that's good. everybody that supports me this season has meant so much to me and it's kept me going. So I respect the hell out of everybody. That's uh taking the ride with me and jumped in on this, uh, this crazy train. Heck yeah. Cool. Uh, next question. Why climb? Why climb? Well, one, um, it's just, I've grown up with climb, I guess. It's just all the gear that I had growing up as a kid when I didn't have the option to go out and spend my own money. So I think just by nature, I just went that route. Plus I, I love everything they have. It's, yeah. it's warm, keeps you dry. 
It looks good. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any problem with any other brand. It's just Climb's just the one for me. Yeah. I guess we're all rock and climb. Yeah. So we can all have a different answer for the same product. But <laughs> yeah. uh, um, a big reason why I do climb is like Fidlock with helmets. Um, carbon fiber Fidlock. Um, I can't tell you how many times like you give a guide client a ski pole and then you're just suffocating an exhaust. And sure. You're just like, oh, I got to get this thing off really fast. And Fidlock is top notch. Like that's, that's amazing. Love it. Um, 100%. And then just, I've had really good luck with uh, their onesies. Um, I'm a onesie fan. I know they're Same. they're starting to catch on, but like I was in it before it was really popular. <laughs> and then before people were really loving onesies again, um, and it's just been a really reliable suit as a guide to be able to wear all year for multiple years. And it continues just to flat work. And that's, for me as a guide, I need products, um, whether it be on the sled or on my body, that just flat work. So that's why I climb. Yeah. Um, everything those guys said is exactly right. Um, the reason I'm with climb is just I've worn, like, everything. Um, and I just, the quality of their product is unmatched it's just it's it's so nice um from how light and nice the helmets are um to how dry the suit keeps you how good they look um how supportive the adrenaline boa boots are uh the gloves are amazing there's so many different weights of those gloves that i i carry so many gloves on me because i just dry hands yeah i've got like six pairs i think i i'm pretty sure i have about the same in my tunnel bag (laughs) yeah but uh no, it's just it's just quality gear at the end of the day, and that's Thanks. all I'm ever looking for in outerwear because you want to be comfortable, yeah, have the right. mobility, and onesies are just awesome. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so for each of you personally, like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> this, this season, maybe the last couple months, and then the next couple here, what's um, – What's like a, uh, something specific that you guys are working on for yourselves? Something that might be like a trick that you're trying to attempt or perfect. Um, what is something that you have a goal or, or your sight set on this year that you're trying to work towards or accomplish or Honestly, attempt? seat time. I just, you know, I'm a college kid. I got school to do. I got things to figure out. So... Seat time is huge, and being a college kid, your funds aren't always there. Sure. So it's it's really important. And when I'm riding, I just want everything. Just try to do everything to the best of my ability and grow every day. That's just, just it. That's a great point. Well said. Yep. Uh, for me, it's like content. Um, that too. You know, like especially with a good pitcher, you don't even have to land things. Yeah, <laughs> it still look good, right? So, like, uh, just good quality images. I'm doing more photo shoots, uh, video shoots with Players Adventures, um, and hopefully getting the opportunity to do more with Players Proper. Um, but uh, and then just using it and getting it out through the channels to your different sponsors. So that that's that's the thing I need to work on personally. Is just. More content, better content, more frequently. 
I know a guy. <laughs> Heck yeah. A little ways away. I'll drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would love to say the same thing because we, we, I think we had this conversation in the truck, but <clears throat> content's hard to come by, especially everybody wants to ride. Yeah. Um, but getting that content's important, and I've, I've had a lot of opportunities this season, and it's definitely gotten a lot better since last year. Um, it's kind of a mix yeah, of those, both, both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I know. A couple of years ago, it was yeah. pretty pretty bad. Hey, but it's all good. we grow, and that's kind of what I wanted Facts. to tap into. Kind of like what Jacob was saying is like every day on the snow, like you, snowmobiling. I won't say it ever gets boring because never. it doesn't get boring. But um, when you're riding every day, if you don't go out with a goal it becomes aimless. So 100%. Um, going out every day with like the goal of pushing yourself and getting better uh, is like my goal every day. And, and Chris Brandt says it's best. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's the goal. Put yourself in spots you're not comfortable with and a week, two weeks, maybe a year goes by. That's like, I got that. Yeah. I mean, so, that's with anything in life. Yeah, exactly. It, right? it, it, it goes, I think snowboarding goes hand in hand with life sometimes. Yep. It'll put you in the bottom of a creek per se. But <laughs> that most, was, was it me? I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at. Uh, I was at the top of the creek. Where's. Uh, he was at the. Where's Justin at? Justin was at the bottom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, it just, I think it correlates. Like I've learned a lot. I'm 17. Yeah. I have a lot to go. Sure. But I think I've uh, this whole experience of being on the road and like snowmobiling has just made me more mature of a person because I take a lot of life lessons from what I learn out there every day and kind of apply it back to um, what I'm doing in real life. Heck yeah. Kind of crazy how we've become comfortable being uncomfortable. Like today, I'm not sure I was uncomfortable at any point. No. And you think back like a couple years ago? That is untouchable. A little bit farther back. For well, me. you're old. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> we don't, Easy. We have, He's only a year older hey, than me. No, Calm no, no. down. <laughs> me and Austin, no filter. None. <laughs> None at all. Um, we're putting on a filter for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you should That's know. That's good. Um, but <laughs> no, it's just like, per, for me, maybe you're like 10 years ago or something like that. <laughs> but um, thinking back on like us being in that terrain today and that's just being like, yeah, it's pretty chill. Like that's it. It was fun. Like that's that's fun terrain. You weren't uncomfortable. You weren't like scared for your life, holding on to a insurance claim right now. But um, yeah, no, it's just it was it's it's cool to really look back and see progression. And actually, yeah. I did a couple guide groups this year, um, <clears throat> helping out with tracked out adventures down in Utah. Yeah, and just seeing what the start was like again is really what makes you think back and like wow, like a 10-foot hill with a slight angle in it is tough. Mm. And that makes you really, like, appreciate progression. Sure. We were complaining about holding a side hill today, which is something I don't usually complain (laughs) about being difficult, but I feel like it was close to three miles of side hill. It was a long (laughs) side hill. Just on on the right-hand side, which is typically everybody's weak side. Yep. Um, for some reason, um, and we were both like, we got back and we're like, God, I guess we need to 
do more on the right hand side. We haven't <laughs> built up that muscle group as much. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I don't. I don't train my mile mile long side hills, but I think that <laughs> needs to be put into the regiment. Hey, <laughs> whatever go. makes you better, because yeah. obviously that was uh, some weak point we found. Sure. I don't know how I'm going to explain that to guide groups. Like, hey, I'll be back in a second, <laughs> but I got to go do a 10-mile-long side hill to train. <laughs> oh, I, think, uh, I think, and I've said this on several episodes ago, but, like, a big thing for me this year and kind of every year is just, I mean, you guys all kind of touched on it, is just increasing and building the confidence, right? And so something for me specifically, like, I've eliminated all excuses except for me, right? A pretty nice sled put a lot of work into it a lot of money a lot of parts yeah all the climb gear the whole setup right so i've eliminated any kind of excuse like i can't blame anything on my sled i can't blame anything on oh i didn't have the right gear or the right setup or whatever it is like it is entirely 110 percent on me if i fail if i make a mistake whatever like it's totally on me and so a big thing with that is like is just building the confidence in lines and the terrain and the steepness, whatever, and just running the reps over and over and over again and increasing that confidence. And same yeah. kind of thing, like the shit that I've gotten into this season is twice as difficult and challenging as last season. Yeah. Right? And so just continuing to progress. I, so. I, like, like you said, I think the mental game is like almost bigger than the actual it's skill huge. in this sport. hundred oh, um, percent. Almost everyone has the ability to, ride the mountains it's the mental block obviously you have to learn the skills but a lot of the time it's your mind blocking you from doing something and like you said confidence is like the biggest thing being able to like look at something and go i can make that or i'm confident that i can bail out if i don't make it and like just having those skills and and skills and confidence goes hand in hand because you know you can fall back on stuff but it's probably the biggest part. Sure. Well, and a big piece too is looking at something and maybe a little bit of fear creeps in, right? And obviously you have to weigh the options of like safety and not, not destroying your sled and that kind of stuff. But there's an element there where there's like facing the fear, right? And then overcoming it. And then that increases your confidence on the next thing, right? So that's, that's a big element to all of that too. Yep. The mental side, right? Yes, I guess sure. as I get older, I think more about my body than my sled. Like, I can replace parts. <laughs> sure. I mean, I've got spare bulkheads in my garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can do just about anything I need to do to that sled to get it back up on the snow. It's body. And, like, what's this going to do if I don't clear this jump? If I jump off this cliff face yeah. and just, like, blow out my knees or something? It's like, right. Um. So it's not bad to have that healthy respect for what you're doing and, and kind of weigh and balance what you, um, what you might get out of doing something like that, a big 100-foot jump or a, a rock jump, cliff jump, um, whatever you're doing. But, um, yeah, all circles back to being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. 100%. Absolutely. And the more you do it, the more you're going to end up in zones and you're going to look down and you're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is pretty steep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. this is respectable terrain, but yeah. cool. it's kind of like avalanche, um, avalanche training. It's like risk acceptance. That's a big part of like making a plan for the day is like how much risk do we want to accept in this group? Yep. It's the same with riding terrain. 
like how much risk do I want to accept backcountry riding? It's like at our level, we're just like, as long as we don't get hurt, we can fix anything on the sled. Sure. And so that's where, when you see people hucking sleds upside down, doing reentries on steep faces and like losing their sleds down the hill, like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. It's, it's an expensive snowmobile. Sure. With a bunch of parts and time and love put into it. But as long as I'm good, it's good. Yeah. Not worried. 100%. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And I don't think people understand that when they start out. Because yeah. they looked at that monetary value and they're sure. thinking about that. Like, what if I wreck my sled? What if I wreck my sled? I don't want to hit a tree. I don't want to hit this. I don't want to hit that. It's like, send it, dude. Yeah. Well, that's another point, too. And I've said this uh, in the past. I've said it with Jaden Ballard and a couple other guys that I've had on is like, what you focus on becomes fact. Right. So if you're sitting there, if you're concerned about, oh my God, I'm going to hit this tree. Oh my God, I'm going to, you know, tomahawk this thing down the mountain, whatever it is. Like, if you're, if you're sitting there focusing on that, it becomes fact. Object right. fixation is Trees. huge. Totally. We used to see that. I was training to be a motorcycle safety instructor for the state of Wyoming, and people would see something like off the course. They'd lock onto it, and they would just go straight. Like mm-hmm. they had all the skills in the world. They knew how to do it, but they would lock onto something with their eyes, like sure. a tree in backcountry snowmobiling, and you go straight at the tree. <laughs> you go hit it. <laughs> I didn't do that today. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's touch on that. Um, I think Jeff, how are we doing on time? Oh my gosh, this I, is a good. I told you this, this could easily be three to four hours. Oh right boy! Here. All right, so <laughs> Jacob, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your story about what happened to you today. First things first. It's going to sound a little gnarlier than it was. It wasn't. <laughs> okay, this is just product of. I don't know. I don't know what the product was. Lack of skill? Yeah. We'll just say lack <laughs> of skill. That's a good word. So we were riding this decently, pretty steep hill. And I was just going up, just squirrely, just ripping up this hill. And I don't know what happened, but I got to the top of the hill and kind of wheelied into a side hill, and I carried my momentum. And I lost my balance when I landed in the side hill, and I fell off my sled, and my sled was pointing at this point, and I was going down the hill. And I watched it roll probably 70 yards yeah. into a tree, <laughs> middled it, just couldn't hit it any more perfect. And, and <laughs> What was going through your mind? Uh, I don't know if I say anything in the GoPro clip. I have this on GoPro. <laughs> I, don't know if I, I don't know if I say anything, but my down. hand, I got my hand in my head. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm... I'm thinking my sled's totaled. How are we getting it out of here? You know, we just talked about this. I know. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I got a spare I was chassis worried. I can give you. It's yeah. not a big deal. Okay. I was worried about getting it out of there. Let's just say that. Cause I don't want to be the guy on a snowmobile trip. You know, everybody's out ripping and like decent snow. And then they're like, Oh, we have to stop ripping because this kid just ran his sled into a freaking pine tree. You know, I don't want to be that guy. I rolled my sled down this near vertical face with avery and he's like wait a second wait a second like i'll help you i was like nope roll it down the hill like it'll stop eventually like yeah, fair enough that's my level of well i gotta don't get there. give a blank let's uh i gotta get there then but at the end of the, so walk down my sled thought the front end would just be crunched i chipped my windshield and that was the only damage crazy 
Yeah, I think I'm Lucky. the only person. If anyone else has done that, send me the video because I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> do they do windshield repair on snowmobiles? Yeah. We could probably call somebody. Safe yeah. light repair, safe light replace. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good one. From Arctic FX. That's a good clip. <laughs> might, might need a new wrap from Arctic FX because it doesn't say. It says Jacob Levine instead of Jacob Levine. So we might need to get that fixed. Well, and you just picked up a new sponsor. Safe light repair, safe light Yeah, repair. look at that. There we go. <laughs> Somebody adding that jingle. Yeah. That's funny. Jeff, you got anything to chime in that you want these boys to jam on? No? Okay. We're at a, an hour. All right. That's a pretty healthy point. I think we should wrap this one up, boys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what time is it, actually? It's 11 o'clock. That's not bad. Yeah. Wow. Hey, well, if you're still watching, go to Sled USA and buy some stuff. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> see what I did there? Pretty sure. Ah. Ah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's Why go. Why are you wearing a Boondock Nation shirt? I got the Sled hey, USA. Hey, 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 Boondock hey. Nation boys. I'm repping, too. Let's go snow. What, what, what camera should I look at? Because I got the custom paint spackled olive green Sled USA hat. <laughs> yeah. Limited edition. Oh, yeah. Right out of Justin's place. <laughs> awesome well um first off i want to thank you you guys for jumping on here and sharing your stories and and uh giving the listeners a little bit of information about yourselves um let's let's end it with the sled talk questions of the day so we'll go one by one and uh what is something that you guys want to you know ask the the viewers and the listeners jacob we'll start with you so I liked what you said earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of the new 2023 Polaris? Let's hear it. Good one. It's a good one. Austin? I guess I should have been thinking about this. Um, <laughs> See, I forgot. That's, that's what I said. That do you know how to suppress signals in a multi-burial situation with your beacons? Do you know your beacons? Yeah. That's a great question. That's a deep question. That is a deep question. We'll get. I bet you'll get a couple really well detailed responses. Yeah, leave your leave your comments below. Answer that question that Austin just asked. Do you know how to do a three six nine? No. Yeah, there you go. See, we're learning stuff. Learning. Yeah. Okay. He he is he's he's very educated. Um, I would say, what riding area did you start riding in? Because that's usually your most memorable. So. That's a good question. There you go. Yeah, leave your leave your answers below. Awesome. Well, we will wrap this episode up. Appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you are on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you're watching or listening to this. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, follow along, download, hit the subscribe button, smash the like button. All three of these guests, we will have all of their social profiles linked in the description below. Definitely, I encourage you very strongly to give each one of these gentlemen a follow because they put out really good stuff. So, awesome. Again, thank you, boys, for coming thank on you. here. Thank yeah, you. Good to meet fun. you guys today. This is cool. <laughs> Long time coming. Yeah, huh? for sure. Awesome. Well, we will, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.